0: The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcast can be found and always at the eppodcast.com The
1: EP Podcast is brought to you by the first national bank of Evergreen Park in that iconic building in 95th and Pulaski. They are our proud sponsors. They also are a bank you can rely on. They invest in the Evergreen Park community because they love this area as much as you do. Their total access checking account gives you free ATMs nationwide, $300 bonus with qualifying activities. You pair that up with the mobile banking tools and award-winning customer service. Switching to a true community bank has never been easier. Even I can figure out how to do the online banking and the mobile app with the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Start banking locally today, bankevergreenpark.com slash 300. $100 required to open or stop in. See them, 95th and Pulaski. Tell them we said hi right here at the EP Podcast. So my co-host Hannah is out this week. She's got a little bit of an illness. She'll be back next week. So I packed this show with all kinds of great guests, okay? We're going to be going to Spoken Vine and getting a preview of the brand-new wine bar going in at 95th and Kedzie. We've got two hockey players uh, throwing a four-on-four charity tournament over at the Dan Capilano Ice Rink, and I have Laura Kelly back here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar. Two years in a row now, Laura, most volume of... Explain this to me. Most volume of sales homes that are sold in Evergreen Park... I screwed it up totally.
2: No, that's right. Uh, thanks, Chris, for having me. Um, I was the number one agent in Evergreen Park this year. Um, it's a repeat. So, two years in a row based on my sales volume. Um, I live here. I work here. I love this village, so I'm pretty proud to represent my neighbors and the community members. And you
1: sell lots of homes.
2: I do, that's, and I love big. all things homes. Yes, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so thanks. Uh,
1: it's it's Caldwell Banker Realty, right? That's so, correct. So yes. you're you're one of those uh, realtors. That's where you're you're branched out of. You've been on the show probably about a year ago. Yes. And and I remember when we went through, we did like a whole look at what real estate was like in Evergreen Park and the immediate surrounding area. And I can imagine that it is. So much more different now, because like to me, I'll give you my picture. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. I look at like cars, not a lot of inventory. Interest rates are up. I'm sitting there going, do we need an extra one? Really? I mean, does a 17 year old really need to have more of more excuses to go out and drive around the neighborhood (laughs) and get into trouble? Like, do I really need to spend that kind of money when I'm not going to get the best deal? Maybe I hold off on buying a second car. I kind of imagine the home markets like that, too, because interest rates are up.
2: Well, it is true that interest rates are up. They increased dramatically, and this was forced by the inflation that we all have endured for the last few months. Just like the price of eggs, (laughs) everything seems to be up right now. However, it is a misconception that the housing market is not doing well. People still need to buy and sell homes. They get transferred to a different job. They have a family. um, They they have a baby, so they need a bigger space. There are all kinds of different needs and and realities to buying a new home. One thing is is that the um, mortgage lenders are trying to do everything they can do to save the housing market. They are providing all kinds of different um, programs. They are actually looking for a lot of first-time home buyers. They're offering different grants, buy-down programs. The true story though is, is that sellers are most often affected by those programs. For instance, if you have a buyer who is looking to purchase a home, as you just said, interest rates are higher, they're often asking for a closing cost credit. That's what we're seeing primarily across the board right now. Therefore, that that affects the seller's bottom line. But all in all, uh, prices are still up and properties are still moving.
1: Let's say I'm a homeowner that's thinking about moving okay and for me if I were moving I'd just be like I'm just moving down the block here at Evergreen because we've talked about this before like people like living here you, you've you said this I believe that you get you get people that are selling a house and moving like four blocks away you did that yourself didn't you?
2: Yes I did yes, yes I did, right? I did. It's at like, one block yes. <laughs> that's
1: incredible I mean, yes. that's like also kind of a weird thing about Evergreen Park that I'm sure that they don't see in other parts of the city or the other suburbs and surrounding areas people are like yeah I, I want to sell I want to get bigger but I kind of want to stay in Evergreen. So I'm looking to sell my house, let's say. Uh, I've got a couple of different things that probably I'm worried about fixing up. Um, I remember last year you told me that houses, the inventory was so scarce, you probably didn't need to fix up as many things. Is it still the same way right now?
2: Well, there's definitely a demand of housing in Evergreen Park. Um, Just like you said, I have three clients right now. One is moving across the street one is moving That's two amazing. blocks away, and the other one's just moved to several think, blocks think away. Think about out. how
1: weird that is. Honestly, because like, here's yeah. the thing the client moves across the street. Now they watch what the new owner does with
2: the house. That's right. Like, if
1: the new owner changes something, they're like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, right. I was out there for hours making that the way that it was. Now you just cut that treat out or change the landscaping. Like, that would drive me insane.
2: True, but it's also very convenient when you need to know some history about the house. So you could look at it that I way. I guess as so, well. yeah. Yeah. I would say that um, if you weren't ready to list right now, which I would encourage you to do, because there are many, many buyers looking in Evergreen Park right now. Last Friday, I listed a house. We had to shut the showings off because there were so many showings. And on Monday, we called for highest and best, and we had nine offers. Wow! So there are here in s- EP. Here, here in EP, there are still multiple offer situations. The key to that is your pricing strategy and the condition of the home. So just like you were saying. The, there is definitely improvements. Now is the time to make those. Buyers are looking for homes that are a little bit more updated. However, if the home is not updated and it is well-maintained, those are the homes that are moving very quickly.
1: Uh, you mentioned it when, when you walked in, you noticed that I have a new pool in the backyard. What does that do for a home?
2: Pools are not installed for resale value Uh, new kitchens and new bathrooms are installed for resale value something like a pool is installed for the current homeowners enjoyment it you it would just depend um, on your buyer some buyers would actually maybe ask you to remove that for a couple of different reasons maybe they have small children and they're worried about safety maybe they want the yard a bigger yard than what the pool provides so that is not something that I would say necessarily would increase your value. The most recent or most common question that I'm asked is people want to remove bathtubs and put in showers and not have really? a bathtub. Yes. What I think is most important is the finishes that you put in to replace the tub. If you put a high-end spa shower with a double dual faucets and um nice tile fancy and stuff, right, fancy stuff yeah. then buyers right now that the age group of the pool of the buyers are millennials right now they like high finishes they like nice things
1: so you you mentioned the millennials okay i've always heard the thing that they don't buy houses as quick as maybe our generation did that i i seem to meet more and more of them that you know, lived with mom and dad into their 30s. Yes. So it it does that change how you're selling houses to them because they aren't in as big of a hurry to get into one. Like somebody had to basically push them to go do it, or is that a misconception?
2: Well, I think that our generation was eager to try to buy a house um, for that American dream of homeownership. We weren't afraid. mom, and dad wouldn't let me stay. Correct, and we weren't afraid to pick up a paintbrush. (laughs) We weren't afraid to live in a home that had older windows and work to replace those. The the pool of buyers that are out there right now, whether they're millennials or whatever the case may be, like their finishes a little bit nicer. They want it done. They want it done. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean that homes that need improvements aren't selling, but that's just the most desirable right now.
1: Is it? What do you think? You think it's because of all these like TV shows? the fixer-upper things and everything like that. They just imagine that when they show up, it's going to look like, you know, the property brothers put it together for them.
2: Well, the trends have changed a little bit. The age group of the millennials, like my oldest children and whatnot, they're successful now. They're living downtown. They're renting, all of those things. This summer, when rent started going up, Inflation started hitting, crime started increasing. People are now starting to come back to the suburbs and wanting, they're realizing that the rent that they're paying is somebody else's mortgage and they can get theirs.
1: Laura Kelly joining us down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. She's brought to you by Sid Sauce, local Evergreen Park company. Peppers grown here in Evergreen Park, hot sauce is developed here, bottled here, delivered to your door. For free, an incredible array of them. The only hot sauces we keep in this house. Check it out at sidsauce.net. What you just brought up, I think, is very interesting. It always struck me when former mayor James Sexton would be at an event. We need to have these improvements. We build this village up because we want these young be- people to buy property. We want your kids. To come and buy property in Evergreen Park. We want the village to be, you know, vibrant and get the next generation to come in here and buy property. And that was something that I would hear him say over and over and over again. So what you're telling me is we're starting to see that happen. Yes,
2: we're definitely seeing that. Um, many multi-generational families are living back in the village now. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people. For instance, I just listed a house yesterday. The She is selling her mother's house. She um, Her mom bought it from her mom she lived in she grew up in the house she owned the house now she's selling the house it was three generations that owned the, the house that is very prominent in this neighborhood generations are wanting to come back they love evergreen park they're wanting to raise their family here it's a safe place and it's a great place to raise a family
1: what did you think about about midway between the last time you were here and now I want to say it was about May or June, we had the mayor on because a lot of people were wondering about this development that was going on. And they, they it, was a, it was a village property, and now they're moving in, like, I want to say condos or townhouses. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, townhouses. Mm-hmm. And the, the village's push was that we have people that are reaching a retirement age that don't want the big house anymore, but they can afford these high-end townhouses. And there's not a lot of them, and we think we could sell them because we've seen that happen in areas similar to Evergreen Park. Did mm-hmm. that make sense to you?
2: 100%. Yes. I see it every day. Oh, many people, who just as I spoke, are selling their homes that they grew up in, they raised their families in, They their children are now moving back to Evergreen and they want to stay in Evergreen. And they want something uh, that's uh, on one level, main level laundry, main level bedrooms. I personally think that this development in Evergreen Park is fantastic for our community. It's going to... Just what you said, keep the people who are ingrained in this community here in the community. The values of the, uh, the, the condos that are going up, the, the earmarked value of what they're predicted to be is not too far off from what your larger home in Evergreen is going to cost.
1: That's what I think was throwing people yeah. off because people were like, well, why would, it, why would somebody spend that much money on a townhome? But I think that if you're not at that stage in life- and you know you do have a generation of people that have you know they've been successful in life they live in evergreen they and their thing is i'd rather stay here i would buy something for that price point
2: yeah i think that the 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 problem is is that people are completely in the dark as to what the value of their home is really worth it's you know they bought it 30 years ago, 40 years ago, at X price, they have absolutely no idea what the true value of their home right now is. And that's where I would come in.
1: Would you guess that most homes, if maintained in Evergreen Park, have increased in value substantially? Oh,
2: 100%. Yeah. So if
1: you're maintaining your house, you're taking care of it. It doesn't matter whether or not you've done like massive upgrades inside and made it all clean and fresh and all that stuff, you still, because you like the style of your home. But if you're maintaining the home, you should see, you should have seen an increase over the last 10, 20 years.
2: 100%. Prices are always based on supply and demand. Just of all the things we've just spoken about, there is a demand in Evergreen Park because people want to be here. I did a report this morning and it showed just from November 30th, so it inc- included December and to this point in January, our home prices in Evergreen Park since November 30th for the year so far, are up 17%. Since just November 30th of 2022. That's correct, yes.
1: In just like the last couple of months. That's correct. Home prices are up 17% right Since now.
2: Since November 30th.
1: Because of the demand. Yes. Plug yourself real quick. Tell people how like you know how they can reach out to you if they want to sell a house or buy a house.
2: Well, definitely check out my website. It's laurakellyhomes.com. My email address is laurakellyhomes at gmail.com. My number is 708 708- 710-7114. I'd love to talk to everybody and get their homes in tip-top shape.
1: You would have loved what I watched outside my window today, Laura. I watched a, a young mother with two very small children. I think one of them wasn't even two years old, just sitting in the snow as it was coming <laughs> down. The other one may have been four years old, and she's trying to build a snowman while they watch her. But she was so anxious to do it, she didn't let the snow come down all the way. So it's basically a mudman in front of the house because it picked up all the leaves of the mud underneath the snow. And there's a mud man sitting in front of the house next door to mine. Is that good or bad for home sales, the mud man? Real quick, <laughs> I, last question.
2: I would definitely <laughs> advise the mud men to be gone before any show. Get rid of the mud place. man before yes, the show. All right,
1: all right. Laura Kelly, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Chris. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them sitting down here at the nine-foot homemade oak bar i got a couple of guys that came walking in the door right away and they're like this is the spot this is this is where the magic happens and and immediately when i said you want a beer they're like give me a light beer and don't give me a glass just hand me the can these are hockey players right here how are you guys
3: doing well chris doing well <laughs> doing <laughs> okay. good.
1: i got i got mike Ugalay. I said that right? Yep, you got it. it. Okay, and I got Pat Kuzlik. Kuzlik. All right, I almost got to you, Pat, and then it went right <laughs> out of my brain. Okay, Mike and Pat uh, work over at the Dan Capilano Ice Rink here in Evergreen Park, uh, right over by Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie, an outdoor rink, which is a unique thing. I mean, fun to be outside, but it probably has its challenges uh, Mike, are you like the the main guy, and and, and this is the this is your right hand man? Is that how I uh, understand this? Yeah,
3: I manage the day to day there, set up the schedules, and you know just deal with everything going on over there, trying to make it good for the peoples. And this is my right hand man, my consigliere, yeah. as it were.
1: It's it's been probably like a like an evolutionary process with that rink, right? I would think over to over the last couple of years because I noticed that there's more ice time it seems on the schedule daily than there was even last year that you guys are are getting used to you know how many people are going to actually use it when are we going to be available to get get it open for people uh, and has it been like one of those things where year to year you guys learn a little bit more about what you can and can't do with that rink
3: yeah we've experimented a little bit here like adding different things we've added stick and puck to it but i mean when the thing opened it, it was just a ice rink out in the open now they've put a a roof on it which helps with the rain and the snow keeping it open. Um but definitely the last few years there's been a big uptick in business over there. I mean, COVID was a terrible thing for everybody, but it was a very good thing for our rink. while all the indoor rinks were closed everybody and their mama was coming over to the rink. Yeah, to, it was hard to find ice for time. us.
1: Yeah, I was telling you my kid plays right now for Rice and for a while was playing for the Horn Frogs. And during COVID, the it was impossible he, he just he, and he was so frustrated, too. I mean, you guys both play play hockey. You were talking about this. We're going to talk about this tournament that's coming up over at the rink at uh, at the end of February that people could sign up for. But you know what it's like if you don't get out there for a while, you start to lose what you have. And plus, hockey players are passionate. Right, I mean, Absolutely. you guys are still playing now. You're you're older, and you're still playing in in leagues, and you're still really into the sport. Hockey players are passionate. You take that away from them. I mean, this kid moped more about not being able to play hockey than not being able to see his friends in school. That was like his number one problem. Yeah, it's
4: uh, it was a, a great opportunity at that time, and it it continues to be, especially for youth hockey. And having that rink there, it's it's still a little bit of a a diamond in the rough. I mean, it's uh, part of the reason we put this uh tournament together one is to make some some money for the ice rink to offset the cost of taxpayers to uh try and generate some money just with this but part of it comes with uh proving that the ice rink is capable of of putting on an event like this and letting people know that it's there and it's available and like you said there's there's time available for it to be rented so I think the tournament's been awesome last year, getting it started, uh, having people out there, got off on the right foot. And going forward, I think it's uh, going to continue to get bigger and better and serve uh, multiple, pur- multiple purposes with uh, letting people know that it's there
1: so the four-on-four tournament you have coming up what what dates is that going to be again it's the 25th and the 26th saturday and sunday okay and uh, outdoor rink you get an entire team i want to say you get 12 guys on the team 12 men active rosters right plus a goalie so 12 plus a goalie goalies are the most valuable things aren't they they're like unicorns yes (laughs) so if you got goalie pads and you're willing to stand out there the team will probably pay for you to be there like, I mean, like, that's, that's how I've, it's always felt to me, even in youth hockey, like just the way that the, the goalie gets pampered. You got like a, you got a 10 year old and like the, and the, the league will do anything they can to just keep them in the league. Cause they're so hard to find, aren't they?
4: Absolutely.
1: I that's why goalies
4: even... skate free at every red. <laughs> <high>. <laughs> that's right. And even for our uh, Wednesday night group that we've got going now, we, we could use a reliable goalie out there. It's the yeah. only thing we're missing, putting a good squad together, uh regular consistent renters on Wednesday nights, but. Tough to make sure there's two goalies there every time. So anyone's got a Wednesday night open and you're willing to get in that,
1: let us know. That's awesome. So uh, 500 bucks a team, right? Correct. Okay, so you register for this. It's four on four. Why four on four instead of five on five? Explain it to the folks out there. My assumption is one less guy on either side uh, reduces the amount of collisions that are on the ice Is that why we're doing that?
3: That's a big part of it, yeah it, The ice surface that we have at the Capuano Ice Rink Is a little bit smaller than an nhl size rink So when you get 5-on-5 five five out there It really gets crowded Okay. Now this is a charity tournament There's no checking or anything like that But
1: You got guys that are doing it It's a charity thing But I would imagine from time to time There's a hit delivered out there There's, there's a little a- bit of giving
4: them Yeah <laughs>
1: Collisions happen, for
4: sure. It happens.
1: Yeah, it, happens. Is it Now, you said you're doing a co-ed one. Yes. Okay, we've had the Beverly Bombshells on here before that play over at Morgan Park. They've been on the show a couple of years back. I remember that they came down here to the 9-foot Homemade Oak Bar and talked about what they did. So how much participation, how how evenly split will this be? Will it be half and half, 50-50 men and women? What do you normally see in this tournament?
3: Well, this is the first year that we've opened it up to the co ed division here. Last year, when we started out, it was just one division. I didn't want to make it too big and, you know, try and blow it out, you know, before we have a foundation under it. But it worked last year, and there are a lot of older guys and some girls that, you know, wanted to play and didn't really want to get in there with some of the, you know, crazier, higher skill guys. But um, as far as the breakdown of it, In order to be in that second division you have to be 40 or up if you're a guy or a female 21 and up for every oh my gosh those
1: 21 year old girls that would whoop me out on the ice they would have you seen some of these 21 year old girls skate? They would beat most of the guys. They're like the fastest skaters on the ice sometimes.
3: Well, come on out. We got two more spots available <laughs> in this tournament. Get yourself a team and show the guys what's up. That's
1: awesome. All right. Wouldn't it be great? You get like local girl Abby Murphy just shows up at your tournament. Yo. Have you even reached out to her? You want to put it out right now on the podcast? Like, hey, Abby, why don't you get in on it? Like, she should go out there pretend that she's just an everyday person. Maybe, you know, wear a wig, like, keep her helmet on. Like, just something. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be boss. just to kind of, like, slide her in there and then just watch her make people look silly, right? We
4: should absolutely work like that. Uh, <laughs> something like that for this year. We were fortunate enough, though, uh, last year at uh, this time of year, she was uh, just getting back from from the Olympics. Uh, and uh, was able to have her come out and drop the puck for the final game. And it was... Uh, Really cool to to have her out there and to hear her tell us a little bit about how much that uh the rink meant to her growing up. She had her opportunities to get out on the ice. Oh, her, her dad, dad tells her stories about there. how she'd be out there just
1: practicing <laughs> on that ice and yeah. on that rink. Oh yeah. Uh real quick before I let you guys go, what what position you play? What do you what what are you? Mike? Goalie. Mike, you're a goalie? Yes, sir. Are you I'm are one one of the those most unicorns. valuable guy in the room. Look at you. All right, Pat. Stay-at-home defenseman. There you go. Yeah, that's what I would be. Stay-at-home defenseman. (laughs) Kind of sit back there. Never leave my zone, ever. Just kind of sit back every once in a while. A little hip check, you know, and uh, fall down in front of the puck. Just make sure you're not shielding your goalie or clearing the puck in front of him.
4: He lets me know every time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My goalie's best friend right here.
1: That's awesome. Well, Mike, Pat, uh, again, how do do people uh, register for the event if they want to get into the event?
3: Uh, You can get a hold of me directly. My number is 708-703-1322. Or you can email me, srbossmanisu at yahoo.com. It's a very old email.
1: Guys, I appreciate you jumping on the show. Um, I, I would I would think you'll get some spectators out there as well for this. This this kind of could become like a bigger and bigger every year. You know, I can imagine people standing around just watching hockey.
3: The only thing it's limited to is we only have one ice sheet. Otherwise, yes, this could be a lot bigger, but we anticipate a big crowd.
4: That's awesome. Spectator wise, we're happy to have them out. We've uh whether it's known for it or not, we've got two uh hockey olympians that have come out of evergreen park and it's uh it's a hockey town whether it's recognized that way or not so hopefully we get a good uh, following out there
1: very cool check out the four on four tournament it's towards the end of the month in february 25th 26th correct right? okay and uh, reach out to these guys if you want to be involved thanks so much guys will do thanks for having us on chris thanks chris When you've been injured, you need a team that will do what it takes to fight for your rights. The insurance companies only care about one thing, the bottom line. The law offices of Parente and Norm, their team has the experience, dedication, proven results it takes to get you to care and compensation you deserve. They have recovered over $425 million for their injured clients. That number keeps going up. They help out them, their loved ones, for a free case evaluation Call or text them today. EP podcast listeners, use this number 312-641-5926 or visit pninjurylaw.com. At the end of last week's show, I made a mistake. See, Southside Pod is also part of this network. It's like the EP podcast for like this big giant Southside area around Evergreen Park. And I had gone all the way out to Lamont to do a restaurant review for that show. And then, I called the new Spoken Vine coming very soon to 95th and Kedzie right here in Evergreen Park by the wrong name at the end of last week's episode of the EP Podcast. So I felt I owed it to the folks over there to stop by, get a sneak peek, and take my lumps for being an idiot right here on the EP Podcast. (laughs) There's such an echo to the location that I'm at right now because it's brand new. They're putting it together. I have Reed Nuttall and his lovely wife, Bridget. They are partners. They are longtime uh, Evergreen Park business owners. They've brought you cool clouds, I want to say, for the last six or seven years. Uh, they just moved into a new location with that uh, business right here at 95th and Kedzie. And right next to it is the highly touted. People are waiting for it. The mayor brought it up last week. Spoken Vine.
0: How are you guys? Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, Spoken Vine. Yeah, I know. Spike bike, bike themed as I, a wheel. I screwed up last week. It's okay. Alright, listen, okay. I, I do multiple podcasts and Southside Pod uh, was in Lamont at Barrel and Vine. That's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here because I, I was bad. And and, I, I, and I'm really excited about your place and I hope that you don't hate me.
0: We figured you were just jealous because we have a more than nine foot bar. <laughs> oh
1: gosh, this bar is bigger than mine. Bridget, that was the first thing you said <laughs> when I walked in. I walked in, I walked into this location here at 95th and Kenzie where Spoken Vine is gonna be. And the first thing Bridget says is, our bar is bigger than yours.
5: Yes, my bar is way bigger than yours. <laughs> and it's birch, there's a little bit of a difference, but I hope that it feels just as homey as yours.
1: You know what? I'm gonna tell you this. First of all, I know it's I know it's brand new. I know you don't have the table set up, but this this is everything that I would have expected like a really cool little wine bar to be. Right, and it's going to be more than just that. It's not just you're coming in here and and drinking wine. It's, there's going to be wine for purchase. There's you know you can take it out. I saw that you have a kitchen set up in the back here. There's going to be food service. Tell me a little bit about what's coming soon. As you were telling me, you're
0: hoping and
1: the March maybe beginning of April. I don't want to nail you down on anything, but it's coming soon.
0: So we're lying to people and telling them March at this point. Right. But we're telling you that's a lie in advance. Okay. So. We'll see. Um, You seem
1: close to me as I look around.
0: We're close, but there's a you know the the last little bit's always the hardest part. So we want to make sure that we don't announce something before we're like ready to go. But we're 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 working hard on it. Um, But we what we have going on. We will have uh, uh, our, our wine bar where you, we're going to have wine samplings, wine by a lot of wine by the glass. As you can tell, we have lots of spots for our, our reds and then the cool. The
1: back bar, the back bar, just to describe it to everybody, is exactly what you would think a wine bar would be because you have these tiny little. Shelves that are specifically—I mean, that's for bottles, right? Yeah. You line up all the bottles with the labels facing out, and I would say right now, just kind of guessing, you've got something along the lines of like 50 spots there behind the bar. 66. 66 of them.
0: Wow. So we got 66 spots there. We'll have uh, wine to go on our retail side. So if you do like what you have, you can take bottles home with you. Uh, We will have a uh, small plate, like shared appetizer food menu that's going to be, you know, modest to begin with, but will all be really, really good. It looks to me like you got a couple
1: of like little ovens back in there that, and I call them little, but I know that those are some high end ones that uh, Reed uh, told me that you picked out Bridget. The, so we're not just talking like a charcuterie board here. We're talking, there's going to be hot food, right?
5: Right. Um, the ovens have a lot of capability. The one combi oven can do everything from, you know, bake and steam. I mean, they're telling me I can make pasta. I can make a roast. I we could do all sorts of things. And I'm excited to see what I, cause I love experimenting and I love making new stuff and, and cooking is, I mean, I love to drink wine obviously, but like, I like to drink wine while I cook. So this is perfect. I think
1: the other cool thing, cause you know, some people love wine. I like going to wine places. My wife loves going to wine places. And so I go with her and I, I am a fan of certain types of wine. But one of the things that we always hear People are always like, oh, God, I got to get a brewery in Evergreen Park. You were telling me that you're going to have a beer selection of, hopefully, all these local area breweries so people can come in here to Spoken Vine as well if they like that. And they can try all the new latest craft beers from places that are nearby.
0: Yeah, we will be focusing a lot on local beer. Um, obviously, our, our space, we don't have a ton of space, so our selection will be limited, but with everything at Spoken Vine, like we're gonna be turning things over pretty quickly, so we'll have a lot of variety. You know, We'll run a beer for two or three months and then get, bring something else in to replace it. Because so our basic theory here is we want people to try stuff that's new and exciting to them, because you can go to a lot of places and have the same stuff, so we wanna bring in new as much as we can
1: all right so i'm looking at the the furniture that's here that you haven't distributed around uh the the space i see everything from high chairs for the bar i see i see some chairs that indicate there's going to be high top tables i see uh i see that there's going to be regular tables regular chairs are sitting over here i see couches like people can lounge here describe to me like is that what this is like if i want to i can come and just relax on a on a couch here in the corner and, and sip some uh, vino. Very chill.
5: Imagine going to the fancy hotel and sitting at the lobby bar, right? You don't want to sit at the bar. Like, go sit at the nice, like, cozy settee that that's set up like with with your loved one or or with your neighbors. You know, we hope that you would come up here with your neighbors, your best friend, girlfriend. In Hannah's
1: case, whatever guy that you picked up on an app.
5: We are a safe space,
1: Hannah. We're going to be the second date place. <laughs> this is going to be her new spot. Second date, yeah. <laughs> Spoken Vine. You really need you to make really an impression.
5: Made it when you get to
1: you, you. you know that it's going well when Hannah brings you to Spoken Vine, right? That's perfect. I love it. I also see in the back these bins that are sitting here and the cooler. There's going to be a takeout aspect to this where people, if they discover wines, can take the wine home with them. Uh, Tell me a little bit about this, the concept behind it.
5: Um, So that whole wall is our retail wall. So a lot of the wines that you'll be able to taste here at the bar, you can purchase to take home. Um, We'll probably have other bottles that we don't feature on the menu that are here for sale that you could probably buy by the bottle to sit in and enjoy here. Or just take to go. Um, I'd like to have a small selection of food. So when you're on your way to the party and you forgot what to get, you know, maybe a small cheese board and a bottle of wine as a hostess gift, things like that.
1: And you mentioned that there's going to be tastings. So the idea is like my wife always loves that thing where she could sit down. And whenever I walk into a winery, cider place, a brewery. The first thing she goes is she goes, do you do samples? Do you do the uh, like a like a tasting board, a flight, something yeah. like that? That's something you guys are going to do.
0: Yeah. So we'll have a lot of preset flights that we kind of curate. And then we'll also be selling all we'll be serving by like small portions as well. So if you want a one ounce sample of something, you can have it. you want a three ounce, you know, half a glass. You can do that as well.
1: I think it's going to be a good thing. It
0: looks really cool. Again,
1: it's right next to the new location for Cool Clouds here. Uh, it's the northeast corner
0: of 95th and Kedzie. And we're only a mile from everybody in town. So, you know, during the summer, it's not a bad walk. All right, listen. Or a
1: I'm,
5: bike ride.
0: For a bike ride.
5: Right, with the smoke.
0: Bikes. Are there going to be bikes in
5: here?
1: You bringing yes. in bikes?
5: We're bringing bikes in. Where do you put the bikes? Oh, we've, we've got plans. Oh, okay.
1: Well, look, I, I, I can't wait to come back when it's ready. It's I'm already nice. thirsty. Where do I get to sit at the bar? Do I have a spot?
5: I brought you a chair. Oh, I get a spot.
1: That's yep. awesome. All right. At nine and a half feet. <laughs> Just to show me your bar's bigger. I deserve that.
6: Look at all those people in this great suburb, driving down 95th and Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805 it's the ep podcast all things evergreen park it's the ep podcast evergreen park